my wonderful friends. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. Uh, this is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God and faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. Uh, this is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I'm Pastor Gary, a minister to the Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church in the wonderful city of Adelaide. It's really wonderful to be able to come and rejoin the team. Our theme for this week is the Bible and lifestyle. This week, our co-host is Helen Gray. Helen is with us for the entire week. Welcome, Helen. Thank you, Gary. I can see you've had a wonderful long service. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it is a lovely <laughs> thing to be able to have uh, five or six weeks off. And uh, But to be back then, I am really excited. Well, be, we can tell it in your voice. To be back in the studio Fantastic. again is a wonderful feeling. Did you uh, have five or six weeks off? Um, uh, I think four weeks, actually, but oh, it's felt, it felt like five or six. That's right, yeah. yeah. Good um, on you. Helen, of course, is the, is the lay pastor of the Birdwood Seventh-day Adventist Church, and that is a beautiful church. If any of you ever haven't been to the Birdwood Seventh-day Adventist Church, that's a church that you must uh, must go to on a, uh, on a Saturday morning. Uh, she's been also a long-time presenter of a numerous lifestyle programs. Now, Helen, tell us a little bit. How many programs have you actually run? Oh, Gary, I have lost count. I've been in, in, uh, involved in this health work for, oh dear, I shudder to say, about 40 years. Mm-hmm. And so over that time, there's been many different health programs. Um, the, the latest ones, are, well, been out a few years, is the one that we're working through this week. So this is the but New Start program that we're working This is a New through. Start, yeah. Okay, and of course that's, a, uh, that's an abbreviation for some of the really key elements of, um, of successful health, and, mm, isn't I, it? I believe so, Gary, but I, I'd like to ask you, you know what New Start stands for. Did you follow it on your long service leave? <laughs> I actually, I actually did. Oh, there you go. I'm proud of yeah. you, Gary. But we'll come to that a yeah. little bit later, actually, because, <laughs> you know, that was one of the purposes of my long service leave, and it was wonderful to be able uh, to certainly get back into a far more healthy uh, healthy lifestyle. Goodness, if you like this after four weeks, or what, what would you be like after, you know... Half a, half a year? Well, you can certainly try that if you like. You know, I'm more than happy to uh, No, you know, we to would give miss you too go. much, Gary. Miss you too much. Yeah. Uh, no, look, today we're going to be digging into the abbreviated New Start program. Uh, yesterday we started with the first letter of our new... Uh, new start acrostic and that was nutrition it's the first element of a successful and a healthy lifestyle it's one of the foundations of a really balanced lifestyle the two letters we're looking at today are e for exercise exercise something and you're all so excited about i can tell and w for Water. Now, I like water because that's the stuff you get to go into the ocean. You get to swim in it. Yeah, you do. And you're often in hot water, Gary. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> that's very true. That's actually very true. Uh, you know, this is such a relevant uh, relevant issue. You know, just this morning, I was uh, I was reading The Australian. I, I try to stay up to date with the, uh, with the current, uh, uh, current news, uh, news media. And uh, one article really stood uh, out... Uh, uh, out to me. It was a title. It was actually talking 
about a book that has just been released and uh, the book was uh, um, written by a man Norman Lazarus I love that name Lazarus it's certainly uh, something that you can pick up on but Norman Lazarus reveals how to stay fit at 80. Now, I don't think you're quite at 80 yet, are you, Helen? No, you're not. That's right. Let's move on before I get myself into too much trouble. Hot water coming. Hot water. And this is is what the article, this is how the article started off. Never has a doctor been more aptly named than Norman Lazarus. At the age of 50, he was unfit and overweight. He was heading squarely towards an old age, rattling with pills and repeat with any number of lifestyle-related diseases associated with ageing, from diabetes to heart disease to high blood pressure. Then one day at lunch with his wife, Lazarus looked down at the bulge hanging over his belt and he put down his fork and he decided that enough was enough. He lost weight, started to exercise, embraced life with new vigour. He's now 84. He still works as a professor at King's College in London. He has no age-related diseases, is medication-free, and has a theory backed up by decades of research that how we age is not out of our hands. It's not a question of genes or bad luck. How we age he says, is up to us. When we hit middle age, we can choose to age well and wisely, as he did, or we can sit on the sofa eating pizza when we retire and we'll reap what we've sowed. The way we approach ageing is totally inadequate, Lazarus says on the phone from his home near London. Ageing is not a disease and the diseases of of ageing have little to do with genetics. The real problems are social and lifestyle. If you eat properly and you exercise and do that for a lifetime, your probability of getting one of these so-called diseases of ageing, I call them lifestyle diseases, is actually quite small. And if you do get one, your probability of recovery is much higher. What do you think of that article? What do you think of those words? I wanted to yell out hallelujah. (laughs) And it's so true. We've seen this many times, Gary, in in our programs that we've been able to run and other programs that have been run in America um, that we're associated with. We've seen such a difference in people's lives. Yeah. Sometimes it's only, you know, over 10 days. Yeah. And that, like we were talking about last night with Daniel, his was for 10 days and they looked a lot different to the other people. Yeah. You know, you tell it in your skin, you tell it in the way that you walk. And lately I've been, seem to have been reading, maybe they're trying to tell me something. I've been reading a lot of articles on people over 80, mm-hmm. even 90, even a person over 100. And I'm just, actually blown out of the water and I'm thinking yeah. okay I need to review my life as we all do constantly and um, you know follow these eight laws of health yeah. it will yeah. make such a big difference well I know that I've got you know certainly living at uh, uh, at my home we actually have the, the privilege of having my uh, my father-in-law uh, living with us and he's I suppose he allows me to share his age on uh, on radio but he's 95 wow and you know it is such a wonderful thing to be able to see a person at 95 get up to go for his walk every yes. morning at about 6 o'clock in the morning he's out the door to go for his walk and I think wow I mean what an example uh, to uh, to so many yeah. in our community fantastic
And Absolutely. I remember my mother meeting a young lass. She was only 29, and um, she thought the world had just about come to an end in her life, you know, and she was really down, and, and she's sitting there and, and, you know, smoking away and trying to console herself. And mum said, what's wrong? And she was sharing with mum, and, and my mother at that stage was over 80, Mm. And she was quite vibrant, even though she actually had bowel cancer. Mm -hmm. And she said to this young lady, she said, you need to get a life. Mm. She said, I'm in my 80s. And she said, wow. She said, I don't want to be sitting like that. Wow. And and the the seeing them both together, it was so remarkable. You can be, you can be old at 29. Indeed. And you can be Indeed. young at 80. Yeah. Or you can be young at 29 as well or old at 80. It is really a matter of choice, Gary. Indeed. Indeed. Choice. Oh, uh, t- tell us, Helen. Now, uh, you're a health educator. You've worked in health education for, for many years. Mm. You've, you've done different types of programs. Now, tell us. You didn't actually tell us what programs you've actually dealt with. Uh, sh- sh- share with us. Well, that's quite quite correct. I didn't. <laughs> but I will. Okay, several programs that we do run through the year, and we run them in different places. One is called CHIP, and that stands for Complete Health Improvement Program. Okay. That's, that's been just revolutionized people's lives. Absolutely fantastic. But we also do other courses. DARP, that's another acronym. It we means, love these acronyms, don't we? <laughs> it means Depression and Recovery Program. Yeah. And I believe this is very useful for this time we're living in. Forgive to Live is another program that we run. Yeah. And I see people's health pick up when they get to the point where they can actually forgive. Mm. It's like they've thrown away the pills that they've been taking, which have been killing them, instead of the person they're against. Mm. They throw it out. Optimizing the Brain is a new one. Wow. I don't know if you've heard of that one. I Gary. have actually, and I, yeah. I hear wonderful things about it. Actually. Yes, and I'm very keen on that one. There's two things that, well, I mean, I love studying the bo- the body and and all the rest, but cells and the brain mm. fascinate me mm. absolutely. So I'm all for that one. Of course, we run training programs like the one that I originally did called Chep. Mm-hmm. We've got Chip and Chep, <laughs> and that's a community health education presenters course. So we train trainers and some places also run what they call a healthy friends group they run it monthly in different areas and recipe clubs plant-based as well as we actually have free health correspondence courses which people can send away for so i guess really i'm hoping that there's some listener out there that you're listening to me right now and saying well how do we get on to those Helen, just just these are all educational programs, aren't they? Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Gary. Okay, so these aren't uh, aren't we're not providing medical advice with these programs. No, with the chip one, we send them along to their doctor with a covering letter, mm-hmm. um, and of course, when we advocate exercise and that, we suggest that people check with their doctor first. Yeah. The chip one covers a lot of those areas that. Um, we don't want people to think that we're, we are doctors. We are not doctors, per mm-hmm. se. Mm-hmm. We educate people. That's yeah. what we're about. Yeah. And so, you know, with the doctors beside, we're not giving out um, medical advice, per se. We're giving out good common sense advice, yeah. especially with these eight laws of health. Yeah. And I know, I know Helen, I've certainly uh, worked on a number of these programs before, and the appreciation that's certainly come in from community members with the sheer common sense that mm. is actually presented is a powerful thing to actually behold. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me just say, if anyone is interested, Give us a text message to 0438 066 635. That was 0438 066 635. So message us and we're happy to get back to you. And 
put you on your list for our next program. And the really good thing, Helen, I understand you're not going to be here next week because you're going to present a program at Mount Gambier. Yes, I am. What Um, are you presenting down there? Uh, well, I'm presenting a lot of what we're doing here, but in a lot more depth uh-huh. in, in New Start. And uh, what we do is we have a 20-minute lecture, and then we have 20 minutes where we have a cooking demonstration. And following the COVID rules, we let people taste what we're doing. They get recipe sheets, have a chance to ask questions, and then we finish off with a second lecture. We're doing it all in a week. So it's pretty intense, but we have fun. So it's, where is that not, being held? That's being held at the Mount Gambia Seventh-day Adventist Church Hall, community hall they've got there now. Mm-hmm. I believe it's just finished. Mm-hmm. And, um, yes, if anybody is interested. Um, Helen is a really fantastic presenter. And if you happen to be in the Mount Gambia, Rendlesham, southeast area of, uh, of South Australia, hey, uh, this is a program that is really worth uh, going along to. You'll really appreciate it. Now, does it cost anything to come along? Um, there's usually just a minimum cost. You know, some places charge five, $5, some places 10 right. But there's usually just a minimum cost to cover some of our photocopying and what have you. Um, but, Gary, if they want more information or they want to book, perhaps they could text that same number that I just yes, gave yes, out. Yes, yes, um, So if, if you're interested... That's 0438-066-635. Just text yeah. that and we will pass your details on to, uh, to Helen directly. Yeah, fantastic. Now, Thank you, Gary. You can't tell the difference between an O and a zero. You put them both in. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm having a go. Right. But they can drop us a line too to FM dot com dot au and we'll send out some information that'd be fantastic um, helen now tell us you've been involved in uh, in health education for, for many years now uh, let's let's start by just talking about your definition of health i mean what do you see as the definition of good health you know like is it my being able to run a run a marathon or maybe up the steps in the you know instead of catching the i mean what's your definition of good health Well, I don't believe you need to climb mountains. I don't believe that you need to even join a gym Mm -hmm. or run marathons. But by all means, if that's what your choice is, go right ahead. But just find ways to be more active, discover the fantastic results for yourself. But you see, sometimes people say, oh, yeah, okay, good health. Yeah, I'll do it. And they might try it for a day or two and think, oh, this doesn't work. So many people are looking for miracles. Mm. But really... They can be a miracle themselves. I believe good health is living more abundantly in all areas of my life based on God's original lifestyle plan as it is presented in the Bible. And you know me well well enough, Gary. You've seen me when I've been so ill and I'm here today a miracle of healing by God. But I, I live life more abundantly. Yeah. Absolutely. There's actually many components to good health, isn't yes, there? Yes, absolutely. It's not just, you know, exercising. There's more to it yes. than just exercise. Just, just expand that bigger picture. Okay. If you're just going to do exercise and yet you don't care about anything else, that is not going to give you good health. It certainly will help, but it won't give you good health. If you decide that, oh, yes, now I'm going to have a plant-based diet and, um, yes, and, and I still like my cakes, 
that's not going to give you good health either. Mm. And it's the same with all these areas. You might say, oh, no, I don't like water. I'm not going to drink water. But water is what gets the toxins out of your system. Mm. You know, they're all important. Temperance, you know, being moderate in the good things and abstaining from the bad. That is also important. So I believe all of this together can bring us the good health that we really want to have. You know, our bodies are all integrated yeah. You know, we have every part of them affect some other part. Yeah. So in other words, this lifestyle is a it's a holistic thing that we look at. And we just simply say, hey, it's not just one component or another. We're, in fact, in the New Start programming, there's eight different elements which, yes. are, which are presented as being key uh, to having a... a, a a, a contemporary, a positive lifestyle in the world in which we're living today. Yeah, and it's using natural remedies. Natural remedies. Free. Yeah, yeah. Natural yeah. remedies. That's a great bit. And free. Isn't that a wonderful yes. way to go? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Hans Steele made a statement. He said, um, health derelicts can become dynamos by simplifying their diet, eating unrefined foods, using natural remedies, which we are doing with New Start. That, of course, includes the topic we're doing tonight, exercise. Okay, okay. Uh, Helen, let's just come to some music. Let's come to Michael W. Smith, Ancient Words, uh, Love, uh, this particular song. Yeah, me too.
back. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time. Big Q&A with uh, Pastor Gary. Our co-host uh, all this week is Helen Gray. And Helen is the lay pastor of the Birdwood Seventh-day Adventist Church. And she's a long-time presenter of so many health uh, lifestyle programs. Uh, does a marvellous job. Uh, the big issue for this week, how do I develop a balanced lifestyle? Uh, yesterday, uh, we looked at the importance of nutrition. Today, we're digging into the importance of exercise and water. Helen, help us out. The benefits, what are the physical benefits of exercise? Okay, Gary, just before I do that, you asked the question, how do I develop a balanced lifestyle? We're talking about the whole program, New Start. But you might be wondering how, or some uh, one of your listeners out there might be wondering, how do I actually get a program that works best for me? Mm. And just a few tips before I get on to the benefits, if that's all right. Mm. Um, Plan out a program on something, choose something, especially an exercise that you enjoy. And most people, you know, walking is great. It's, it's an all-round and safe activity, and it's free. And, and, you know, you might say, oh, yes, but it's raining. I can't go out. Well, that's okay. I've got a hallway that takes 12 steps to get up and 12 steps back. And so sometimes if I'm on a long call, I'm listening to them, and I am marching up and down the hallway. You know, it doesn't matter where. Get out on the steps, up and down the steps. Keep a diary of your activities. If you haven't been exercising, please start a little and build up to it. And, you know, please, important is warm-ups and cool-downs. Very, very important, especially if you're going to do a marathon. Mm -hmm. It's so important. The cool-downs actually help to flush out the lactose lactic acid from the muscles and that helps to prevent soreness and that's very very important Mm. i've seen a marathon runner who actually he'd run the marathon and then he started walking again and somebody said but you finished he said no i've got to cool down otherwise he would have cramp and all sorts of things so it really can help and um you know it's sometimes if you if you miss the cool down you can even get dizzy 
So please be careful when you do it. But now you've asked what are the benefits, Gary, and I know you've had an experience, and I want you to share it in just a minute, but let me just share the benefits that I have got dotted down here first, if I may. Um, benefits include a lower risk of heart and blood vessel disease, lowered blood pressure levels, decreased risk of blood clots, lowered heart rate and improved heart rhythm, improved management of body weight, improved stress management, and I, I can, I've seen that work many times, improved mental outlook, strengthened the immune system. It increases bone strength, decreased risk of osteoporosis in elderly, improves glucose tolerance and control of non-insulin dependent diabetes. I know a friend who was diabetic and he kept eating the wrong thing. And I'd said, you know, the only way you get away with that is because you work in your garden all day. Mm -hmm. And that was what did it. Mm. But, yeah, we need to be really sensible. It reduces the risk of colon cancer. It strengthens the muscles and enhances flexibility. And it improves circulation and sleep. And and I thought, wow, there are an awful lot of benefits. And, you know, the National Activity Guideline for Australians is think of movement as an opportunity, not as an inconvenience. Be active every day in as many ways as you can and put at least 30 minutes of moderate intensity physical activity in most or preferably all days. Now, that's what I've just read. But I could achieve the same thing by taking 15 pills. Side effects? Uh, side effects, that's big, isn't it? Oh, terribly that's big. That's big. That is really yeah, big. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you could try that one. But, Gary, I know you've tried something else, so please yeah, share your yeah, testimony yeah. with us. Yeah. Look, Alan, I, I just I did want to share this with our listeners because I'm, I'm so conscious of the – uh, of the impact that exercise does actually have. You know, about uh, uh, three years ago, I uh, I went to a, a conference. It was of uh, uh, all uh, about 300 pastors went there. Now, one of the real challenges with being in a ministry lifestyle uh, is that it's very easy to put on excess kilos and not even be familiar, not even be aware that you're actually putting on because you're living a fairly sedentary life. Style. I went along to this uh, uh, particular um, uh, program and uh, somebody who was there very wisely decided it was time to put all the pastors through a health assessment. <laughs> now, I, I regarded myself fairly highly as far as my health was concerned. I, wasn't, I didn't think I was particularly overweight. And uh, I fronted up for the uh, for the health assessment. They didn't blood test. They had doctors there. They it was uh, it was a full a full system. About three days later, we got our uh, got our reports back, and uh, I opened my report and I sort of thought, hey, uh, this is uh, this is something that I'm going to be able to wave around and show to all of these these other folks here who you know aren't aren't as fit as what I am. Pride goes before a fall. Pride goes before a fall. <laughs> Pride goes before a fall in a very big way. You know, Helen, I got a, a terrible shock. Um, in fact, when I was going through the uh, uh, the check, uh, they actually pulled me aside <gasps> and uh, uh, they said, "You need to go and talk to the doctor." And I actually said, "Why do I need to talk to the doctor?" They said, "Your blood pressure is terrible." Oh uh, wow! And uh, uh, unaware of it. But my blood pressure had actually shot through the roof and I was actually living at a very dangerous level as far as blood pressure is concerned. Mm. And uh, they spoke to me, went on to the the report. They advised me to come and see my doctor when I uh, came back uh, back home again. Uh, They said, you need to do something about this. If you don't, 
uh, you're cruising for a major bruising uh, mm. somewhere down the line. In fact, they gave me a uh, a health age and they insulted me even more. <laughs> and uh, uh, the health age was almost 15 years um, wow. higher than what my actual age really is. And that was something that really did actually impact. Well, I didn't actually take it as favourably as I, as I should have. I came home and um, um, my, uh, I spoke to one of, my, one of my children about it. And uh, they just looked at me and said, well, Dad, it could be right, you know. Um, and I thought, you, what? <laughs> um, I spoke to my wife about it uh, and got very little sympathy there either um, and suggested that, hey, these things could be... Um, very, uh, very correct. Mm. Um, I felt at that time I needed to put myself onto a, a health regime. Now, I'd never before this actually gone onto a health regime. I'm a person who has a, a physical stature, uh, which means I didn't look particularly overweight. Um, but at that point, I, I felt it was really important to start uh, walking. You certainly and, don't look 15 years older either. Um, <laughs> No, well, I'm... Uh, Older than me now. Thank you, Gary. <laughs> since that time, um, I've, uh, I've taken up power walking, actually. Mm-hmm. I, I try to walk. In fact, over uh, my long service leave, I've, I've walked uh, something over almost 220 kilometres. Wow. Um, I try to do about... I try to do about seven and a half kilometres a day, and normally that's first thing in the morning uh, before most people are, uh, are actually out of bed. Fantastic. And, you know... The um, the impact that that's actually had on uh, on my life has been absolutely profound. Mm-hmm. Uh, my blood pressure has dropped right back to uh, to normal levels. Wow. Uh, my weight uh, has uh, I actually lost uh, quite a number of uh, of kilos. Um, I'm I'm actually wearing clothes that I haven't worn for uh, uh, for many many a long year. Uh, the doctors um, didn't need uh, to give me give me medication uh, because exercise actually resolved. It was exercise with a few other lifestyle changes, mm-hmm. um, and that's and it's interesting we're talking about water today because uh, one of the lifestyle changes that I actually made was I said that until my weight comes back to uh, to and I set myself a goal. Uh, and I do record my goals in my diary. Uh, until I get back to that goal, I will not drink anything but water. Well. And uh, uh, for a, a number of months, I only drank water because, you know, what I realised was that uh, uh, cordials and fruit juices... And, full of sugar. Yeah, full of sugar. Yeah. And the amount of calories that are in there and the number of calories that I was actually taking on from drinking, and particularly as a pastor, I would actually go out and, and visit people. And, of course, when you visit people, um, what they'd say to you is, Pastor, would you like a drink? And if you had a drink, you'd also have a biggie. And, of course, there's more calories. And uh, I actually had to take a, a very conscious decision uh, that said, uh, no, I'm going to be drinking. I'm going to be asking for water. water. Uh, I'm not going to be taking uh, drinks and bickies any longer. And, you know, just that one change in my lifestyle alone, uh, the other uh, change that I know that I had to make was one where I, where I said snacking because I recognised that when I was out, uh, snacking was also something. So mm. just in drinking water... Reducing the, um, cutting out the snacking, uh, moving on to an exercise regime, I was able to eat everything else that I normally ate 
and my weight just fell off me. Fantastic. Um, you know, Helen, I, I'm just so thankful that it's this type of program that gives the principles of good health. It's not just the, you know, going out and doing exercise, but it's saying, hey, look, you know, you need to do something about your calories as well. Mm. You know, I mm. needed to. If, if you like, I suppose, Helen, uh, I would have regarded myself at that time as an unhealthy vegetarian. I was a vegetarian, mm. um, but I regarded myself as an, and now regard myself as an yes. unhealthy vegetarian, somebody who was uh, snacking, high on sugar, yeah. and, uh, and they were uh, really impacting uh, on, my, uh, on my life, and it was something that uh, I did have to change, and certainly since then. Um, it, it's wonderful to have actually seen the, uh, the, the weight that has actually fallen off the uh, um, the uh, the blood pressure that has reduced significantly, and what I'm so conscious of is that I'm able to think clearer as a result. My entire life is actually a far more in in line with what I uh, what I feel uh, is is worthwhile uh, for me today. Fantastic, Gary. Fantastic. Thank you for sharing that. And there certainly are the benefits there, but you need to have the combination. It is. Don't it's, you? it's a whole lifestyle yes. set. This isn't yes. just a matter of saying, hey, look, you know, I'm going to go and exercise. It's actually regular exercise, mm-hmm. but it's also a change, making an adjustment to the diet because I'm just so conscious that, you know, we're going to come to this issue of water in just a little while, yes. I hope. Um, but share with us again on this exercise issue. Okay. Um, and I'm so glad you did share those benefits, by the way. And I've seen people that have benefited mm. amazingly. Mm. But let's wrap up the exercise one. I guess the question that I want to ask is, um, do you deserve good health? Amen. Interesting question. Have you earned the right to enjoy good health? I know of a couple that used to go swimming every single day. Up and down, up and down, up and down. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Mm. You know why they did it? They did it so they could party Friday night, Saturday night and Sunday night. And I just looked at them and I said, why are you doing all that? And then you're throwing it out of the window. And they said, well, that's why we do it. Now, to me, that seems a little bit crazy. But, you know, some people do it. So I want to know, have you planted the seeds of good posture or the seeds for a bulging disc? Listener, I'm talking to you right now. Have you planted the seeds for strong bones or the seeds for osteoporosis? Have you planted the seeds for a healthy heart or a heart attack? And only you alone control your daily choices, and your daily choices are the seeds that you plant. Mm. I thought that was a lovely quote from Kathy Clark, an author. And you've proven, mm. Gary, you've proven you're, you're a very good inspiration for all of us. Thank you for that. But when it comes to exercise, sadly, most of us do make, make excuses. And you've probably done that in the past, even if it's only been subconscious. You know, I don't have the time to You know, Helen, the, the really moment. important thing that I, I have found in myself is that if you open my diary, what you'll actually find is that I record Every time I walk, you know, it's so easy when you're exercising to cheat and say, oh, oh yes. yes, you know, I, I'm, I aim to walk five times a week. Well, mm-hmm. actually, you're actually only walking one time a week and then you, you have a huge gaps as well. Yes. Uh, you know, so, but what I find is that when I sit down and I physically record, I'm actually become accountable to myself. And that to me, I, 
discovered was a real key uh, to getting on board with this whole exercise thing. I've actually got a sheet at home uh, where I can actually physically read off for the last three years that on this week I walked uh, 3.5 times. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've got the averages now for the last three years. And, you know, that has become incredibly powerful uh, in in my life because it means that I've been able to be accountable to Mm. myself. Do the do you do the same for water, Gary? Um, no, I don't actually. Um, and the reason I ask that, thank you for saying what you yeah, said. Yeah. The reason I ask that, I have people say, "Oh, yes, I drink a lot of water," and I say, "Just chart it for a week," and people are amazed that they're not drinking as much as they think. Mm. And we need to particularly watch, watch, I know I've flipped to water right now, but we need to particularly watch the elderly, especially if there's slight dementia, because they really, really think they're drinking. I had the same with my mum. Oh, yes, yes, I've drunk, but she wasn't. Mm. So I think that journaling idea is excellent. Gary. Helen, look, let's jump to this issue of water because I'm so conscious that uh, I'm conscious that this is another key element in this big equation. You know, we talked about nutrition yesterday. We've talked, you know, there about the importance of exercise, but now you're saying water is also a a vital element in this equation. Now, look, what about, um, I mean, let's Coffee, tea—I mean, surely that's got water in it. That would be—that uh, would be more than more than enough. No, they're dehydrating agents. Just Sorry. explain that. Well, with the caffeine in it and with the tannin in it, they're actually taking the water out of your system. I don't know if you're aware of it. Some people that drink a lot of coffee end up going to the toilet a lot more. You know, it's dehydrating your your body. And so what we're, when we're saying about water, we're advocating pure, clean water. Just like it comes out of the tap. Well, I don't know that uh, Adelaide water is pure and clean. It comes out of the tap really nice. Um, but yes, yes, with no additives in it. Unless you're somebody who says, I cannot take water. Well, then put some lemon yeah. juice, you know, yeah. squeeze a lemon into it. It can make all the difference. And by the way, our taste cells in, in, uh, in the mouth in the tongue they change they regenerate and it's interesting how we can we can actually train them mm. i i think of sugar i was brought up on so much sugar it was unbelievable sugar on salad sugar on lettuce sugar on tomatoes sugar on um bread that we would dip in the dripping you know and all that sort of stuff sugar my mother had a huge big bowl mm. six kids and she filled that up every morning now she didn't know any different but my taste buds wanted that. Mm. And now I can take cereal without sugar. I can take drinks without sugar because I don't want that sweetness. I don't want to have that ruining my body. Mm. And now if I have a, if I should be given something that's very sweet, it's almost, oh, wow, that was very sweet, wasn't it? So we can train it that way. In other words, our, our, our tastes can actually be educated and you can actually change uh, that which your body is expecting because I I know myself when I went to the uh, um, uh, to the point of saying water in fact often these days when I, I go to restaurants um, I, I I actually ask for for water. Yes. Uh, because um, there are so many calories that are actually tied up in the in the drinking in the drinking element that uh, to me I, I say no um, and what i 'm finding is that my body 
is actually coming to expect water. Yes. Um, it's not coming to expect uh, something. Something. You know, can your body adjust like that? I believe so. Absolutely, I believe so. It's also in the mind. You know, um, if if you get to the point where, you know, you might keep saying, I hate water, I hate water, I hate water. Well, then you're not going to like it. I'm sorry. Fool your mind if you have to. Um, I certainly don't advocate drinking the Adelaide water. I'm sorry. That's just... Yeah, I put mine through a filter. Yeah. I do have a yes. filter at my I house. would yes. recommend yes. people have a filter yeah. of someone. I've got a, a machine that separates, at, you know, for the pH level. Yeah. Works wonderful. Yeah. Um, the best you can, some that you can get. But I think personally we have to realise what part does water play in our bodies. Mm -hmm. It is the main component, Gary, of all living things. You know, it's abundant in all of nature. And by the way, we are virtually like walking water balloons, really, Mm -hmm. when you think about it. The earth, approximately 75% of water, and the human body, approximately 70% of water. In fact, there was a statement that Max Licato, I do want to share this with you. He said... And I've just got to find it here in front of me. He said, we need, um, apart from brains, bones, and a few organs, we're walking water balloons. Mm-hmm. He swallowed. He took my thought. We need to be. Your eyes need fluid to, dr- to cry. Your mouth needs moisture to swallow. Your glands need sweat to keep your body cool. Your cells need blood to carry them. Your joints need fluid to lubricate them. And in fact, your maker wired you with thirst, a fluid Low fluid indicator. Let your fluid level grow low. Watch the signals flare. Dry mouth, thick thick tongue, achy head, weak knees. Deprive your body of necessary fluid and your body will tell you. I probably should take a drink, right? (laughs) I'm thinking the tongue's getting a little bit thick here. You know, we can't survive without water, Gary. Mm. We can't. Mm. It's actually nearly every body function depends on water, including our brains. You know, if you don't have water, your skin becomes dry and wrinkled like a prune. It's a transport of body nutrients. nutrients. It's a regulator of body temperatures. Many medical people suggest that we are actually, most of us are wandering around partially dehydrated. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And most of our daily intake, of course, comes through what we put through our mouth, as in water. But the remainder is food. Food also contains water. So that's important. In fact, nutrition, water go hand in hand with the exercise. Mm. How much water do you think we need daily, Gary? Well, I've heard my mother used to tell me that if we didn't have eight glasses a day, <laughs> that you weren't. That was what I was. I was brought up on. Um, is, is it correct? Well, there are some science today that says, well, perhaps we don't need quite as much. Others saying, yeah, we do. We need if, if for every um, twenty-five pounds you're overweight, you have to drink more water, and that you can overdo the water. I must admit, you can go really silly on it, but recommend usually about six to eight. Yeah. 250 mil glasses per day. I know one of the things that I've really... Space them. Uh, the thing that I've really appreciated is that if I've started to feel that, you know, I've had a, a minor flu or cold mm-hmm. coming on, I have found it so so useful to actually just start drinking water. In fact, I'll actually give myself a couple of jugs if I start to feel a sore throat coming on. And I'll, I'll say, right, those are going to disappear. Did you do that just recently? I've done that a number of times in the past, yes. Oh, because I know you suffered from a bit of a sore throat. And I actually say to people, try a glass of water every 15 minutes for an hour if you feel a sore throat coming on. And it will flush the toxins out of your system. And, you know, a couple of hours later you might want to try it again. But it does work. Yeah. 
Yeah, and yeah. you're quite right. And I've when certainly you... found that's the case. You know, yeah. this is the benefit of, if you like, yeah. hydrotherapy. I mean, it's it a, is. It, it is. It truly yeah. is. Yeah. And if you're having trouble drinking the water, you know, space it out throughout the day. Yeah. A couple yeah. before your breakfast, between, not with your food, not good to have, have water with fluid. And I wish we had time. I would explain to you why. Um, but let me just say that um, fluid... Will th- will sorry fluid with your food will slow down your digestion. Okay. And if drinking occurs while eating a meal, digestion will actually cease. Say Which, that again. Okay. I thought you'd ask that. If drinking occurs while eating eating a meal, digestion has to cease while the stomach temperature changes to its original functional state. Let me explain. It's a bit like you've got a rubbish bin. You put it out and you say to the garbage guy, um, "Just leave a third in the bottom." He looks at you silly, but he does what he's told. And the next week, and you know, it's stewing in the bottom of your bin. The next week you say, just leave a third in the bottom. And so you're doing that to your body. When you're eating between meals, you're actually sending more food in. And the body, it's like the stomach says, whoa, whoa, incoming food. Stop what you're doing. Let's, let's look at the food coming in. And so that body is, that food is sitting. What happens if the food sits, Gary? Uh, problems. Absolutely, absolutely. It starts to ferment. Mm. Now, if you didn't have that between meals, you'd be a lot healthier. Okay. Absolutely okay. a lot healthier. Okay. That's what I meant before. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it adds to the breakdown of foods. I can't stress having water enough. I had a lass in one of my classes. She didn't drink water, and um, we were running a week-long class. By the third day, she said to me, she stood up in the class. She said, i got to tell you, I can't believe the difference just drinking that water that Helen suggested. She said, in three days, I feel my skin is clearing up. Mm-hmm. She said, I'm, I'm, I'm not so foggy in the head. When mm-hmm. I'm feeling a bit down with energy, I'm taking water. Mm-hmm. When I think I'm hungry, I'm drinking water. And then I discover I don't have to have the food all the time. I can space it out. She was just nearly doing cartwheels. And that was only after three days. It's wonderful how such a simple thing, people can get so excited about it, isn't it? Absolutely. Mm. And this lady, truly, she was amazed. Yeah. Don't become dehydrated. That is not good. Yeah. You know, water yeah. can help you with with your weight loss as well. Yeah. But as I said, you've got to have it. You've got to monitor it. Use it properly. I, I came across this and I thought this was interesting. It was a quote. It said, there, there's nothing plain about the substance called water. I've just called it plain water. Mm-hmm. Next to fizzy drinks or hot chocolate, water can seem plain and common. But to chemists or physicists, biologists or engineer, it is one of the most marvelous and versatile substances on earth. It is lopsided molecular structure, H2O, and they said it's like one oxygen atom which resembles the head of Mickey Mouse. Most of us of the older generation remember mm-hmm. Mickey Mouse. And then you've got the two hydrogen atoms, which are his ears. And that allows the molecules to behave like little magnets. Water literally yanks matter out of other substances. So picture what happens if you put a sugar cube in a glass of water. The sugar crystals are wedged apart, dissolved by the water molecules. You know, but you don't need to just have water inside. You've got to have it outside. Mm. Clean off those toxins that have been mm. building up through the day. Mm. So, so regular bathing, very, very important. You know, because if you don't, you clog up your skin pores. Water, my friends, is so essential. Mm. No, that's that's powerful. Really appreciate what you're actually sharing there, Helen. Oh, look, let's just come to some more music and then we'll come back because our time is starting to run away from us. This is Keith Green. There is a Redeemer.
You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A with Pastor Gary. Our co-host all this week is Helen Gray. Helen's the lay pastor of the Birdwood Seventh-day Adventist Church and a long-time presenter of so many lifestyle programs. The big issue this week has been how do I develop a balanced lifestyle? Yesterday we looked at the importance of, of nutrition Today, we're digging into the importance of exercise and water. We've been talking about those things. Uh, Helen, bring it all together uh, for us. I'm conscious that our time is starting to run away from us. (laughs) It's going too fast, isn't it? Okay, just two statements I'd like to make. One, we talked about exercise, and I'd just like to leave this thought with you. The best exercise for strengthening the heart is reaching down and lifting people up. Best exercise we can do. Mm. So take that on the daily. But also with the water, I think the question we need to say is to drink or not to drink. That is the question. Mm. And look at the benefits of it all. 
Why would you not want to do these things? This is really a big package that we're presenting here, isn't it? You know, because what we're saying here is that, hey, um, exercise is good in and of itself, but it's actually not enough. You've actually got to look at a nutrition because that way I can start to look at the calories that are actually mm. coming in. Exercise deals with calories actually going out, but then I've got toxins in my system that mm-hmm. need to be need to be dealt with, and hence we've been talking about, about water. Um, you know, this is a, a really big picture, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Um, Gary, we're just really doing an overflow, touching the tip of the iceberg this week. Yeah. But hopefully, listener, it's, it's giving you that motivation to look a little bit further and change some of your lifestyles, you know, the new start. I want to promote, Gary, if I may, um, the book that we've been promoting by Dr. Darren Wharton, Live More and Be Happy. And, look, I thoroughly recommend this book. He's actually talking about some things that we're talking about but in different ways. Um, He's talking about focus and food feeds your mood, and that's an interesting chapter, you know, and stress less. And what it takes to flourish and be happy, I would thoroughly recommend that book. Okay. Okay. Now, this this book's "Live More Happy" is written by Dr. Uh, Darren Morton. Uh, it it really does bring the whole thing uh, whole thing together. In fact, if you would like a copy, we are happy to send you a copy. All you need to do is to text in your name and address to o four three eight. Zero double six six three five. Just text in your name and address to O four three eight zero double six six three five, and we will put a free copy in the post to you. Uh, this is a fantastic little book. It's called Live More Happy. Doctor Darren uh, Morton, scientifically proven ways to lift your mood and live your life. Um, Helen. You would uh, you you recommend the book? Oh, absolutely! It's not a very big book, um, and it's only got a few chapters. But I tell you what, everyone is a gem. I love the concise nature of oh, this. Oh, me uh, too. Of this particular, me too. Of this particular. But book. I also I also love the insight that Darren has. You know, when he's um, writing his book, and when I've met Darren, yeah. And uh, I tell you what, he's an inspiration. Yeah. Absolute yeah. inspiration. Yeah, he, bounces he practices a, what he, he preaches. He bounces around, doesn't he? He does. He does. So I thoroughly recommend this. <laughs> yeah, to him. In yeah. fact, I had a girl the other day at the optometrist, actually, and uh, I had to get new glasses. And she said to me, you're the lady that gave me the book. Yeah. I said, and I had actually forgotten because I share this with lots of people. And I said, yes. And she said, thoroughly loved it. Yeah. She said, I've been sharing it. Yeah. And listener, you're going to love it. I yeah. just know yeah. you are. So but if you, you would, to if let you'd like know. a copy of this particular book, uh, please send your uh, your name and your address to o four three eight zero double six six three five, and we'll forward you your uh, your free copy. Well, folks, it does look like our time's up for today. Thank you so much for joining Pastor Gary and Helen Gray on Drive Time Big Q and A. Please join us tomorrow when we continue looking at the multiple components of a healthy lifestyle. Yesterday it was nutrition. Today we looked at the E for exercise, W for water. Tomorrow we're going to look at sunlight and temperance. Temperance, what is that? Really look forward to seeing you. But until then, please remember Christ said, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give isn't like the peace that the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. May our God richly bless you. Please enjoy Sandra Etterman. Let the lower lights be burning.
brightly beams Our Father's mercy From His lighthouse evermore But to us 